There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding, Ding dong, dong. Las Culturistas calling. We are back We're in back. the hallowed space of Ronnie DeSimone's apartment. Now, did he say that right, Did Ronnie? I say that right, Ronnie? Is it DeSimone or DeSimone? DeSimone. De you know, look, I don't. I think I'm trying to like. You were trying to. I'll tell you what you were trying to do. You were trying to make what you felt would make his name more interesting. And that's what you were trying to do. Sometimes I give a note on names. And you were actually. You know what you just did? What did I do? You correctly pronounces Raven (laughs) Simone's name. Oh, but that's everyone believe it's Simone Raven Simone because she doesn't have an accent over the e. Yeah, that's her failing. That's absolutely, I would you say should, so. Now, she's someone who you should correct. But she eschews, you know, standard linguistic, you know, whatever, annotations. Right. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You know what? I'll cop to this. I was trying to sound smart and cultured, but I failed. There you go. Wow. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news here on Kulch. Okay, and but, oh, we have further breaking news. Yes. Matt, go ahead. Everyone, um, this is heartbreaking to say. But we've experienced an influx of requests for Sluck to perform around town, the town being New York City. Oh, and, and Sluck we, is our duo. We we dress in filthy garbage, filthy dance garbage, duo. makeup and dance and lip sync to a mashup of stuff. 
Sluck is retired. Yeah. So Sluck will no longer perform because mm-hmm. Sluck is very physical and we're going to break our bodies. Yeah. But you can see Sluck one more time mm-hmm. at the last theme party at UCB East, which is uh, to be determined when that is going to be. But that will be Sluck's last performance. Yes. Other than that, I'm sorry, but Sluck, will, Sluck is only a memory. This was a mutual decision. So, um, yeah, it feels right. Um, but anyway, I'm so excited to be back here because we're here for a very special reason in Ronnie DeSimone's apartment, yes. aren't we? We are here for a special reason. We have an amazing guest. And um, we'll get to that guest in a second. But here's the thing. By nature of this guest being here, this is a musical episode. Yes. And you know who that, what that means. It means. It means that- we are joined by... Not even friend of the show, best friend of the best show. Best friend of the show. Best friend, soulmate of the show, histor- historical part of Las Culturistas. Absolutely. We're here with pianist. Is it pianist or pianist? I think. Depends where you're from. Yeah, depends I guess where, where it depends where you're Well, how would you say it where you're from? Michigan? I said pianist. We have pianist. wide A sounds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is the dulcet tones of Henry Kapersky you're hearing, everyone. Hi, Henry. Hi. Thank you. That is so sweet to call me the best friend and soulmate. I yes. would say that you are a, an intricate part of the show, yeah. the fabric of the show. Uh-huh. And you'll, you're back here for, is this the fourth time you've been on the show? If you count, I don't think so, honey. I suppose it is. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's that might be the record. I'm sort of here every episode because I did compose the. <laughs> you yes. Are. Oh my God. Wait. Have we given proper credit for that? We yet? have not given proper credit, guys. <gasps> the new Lost Culturistas theme song, which some people have reached out to us about, they're a little confused about why we had to change it. It's very obvious. Reasons. Legal we, reasons. We couldn't license Ico Legal Ico. Reasons. Um, by the Dixie Cups, but um, Henry Kapersky so, so, so graciously wrote us a theme song. Yes, beautiful. And um, it's a beautiful song. Thank you, Henry. <laughs> it was an honor to do. Yes. Uh, I also wrote the theme song for Matteo Lane's podcast. <gasps> oh, yes. <gasps> Which is called... Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet with Emma Willman. So that's maybe that'll be my thing. I think it's your new niche. <laughs> your new niche. Now, that's not to say that you're not busy. Because yes. I was truly gagged when I heard about Henry's upcoming activity. This is huge. Tell us about what you're going to be doing at 54 Below in the month of May. I was reached out to sub for a music director because he couldn't do a show. And, you know, the pay was right. So I said yes. Uh-huh. And the person's the person whose show it is is Countess Luann. Countess Luann de Lesseps. I have never, I'm not bragging, this is just true. I've never seen even a minute of any Desperate Housewives. I have never Real Housewives. <laughs> Real Housewives. Real Housewives. He didn't Housewives. even know the name. He thought it was the Desperate Housewives. Henry. He's, that's how off the grid he is. I used to be just like you. <laughs> really? And not, 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 a, not but a month ago did I start watching and... I gotta say, it's good. I'm really charmed by it, and Luann especially is a great, great, great person. Oh, good! I'm yeah. excited to meet her. I she's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. She's had a tough year, but she she handles everything, all her hardship, with such grace and aplomb, and that's what I admire most about her. She's been through a lot of shit in life, but she always, always, always picks herself back up. That's I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. If you want to hear the story of Lou. <laughs> And this is really a true, real story of yeah. Lou that was told on this podcast. Go listen to the episode Seek Treatment with Pat Regan. Of this and podcast. he tells the story of Lou. When she like got in a car accident in the Alps and um, had to like... Became get, afraid of driving. Became afraid of driving. Had to... <laughs> but like was with her kids, rolled off the side yeah. of the mountain. I did listen to this episode. I am... My other credit is I'm 
Pat Regan's biggest fan. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes we yes. forgot to say. Right. Henry Kaversky is Pat Regan's biggest fan. Although I could give you a run for that. I could give you a run for that too. Oh my God, Pat and I are going to go see Once on this Island in April together. What? Oh my, oh my God. God. I saw it last week and oh it my was God. one of the best things I've ever, really? ever seen. Wow. Yeah. And that is actually, that's actually a beautiful segue. A beautiful segue into our guest. Into our guest. Now, we've recorded, we've just recorded three stunning musical moments with our guest. Stunning. Henry is accompanying um, yes. here in the studio. Truly a superstar. Absolute and superstar. Now, this, the show that we're promoting, um, it's called I Want to Be Your Man. Yes. Now, Henry and I saw this. And we we saw it at fifty four below, mm-hmm. and it was one of the best shows. We saw we had a great seat. We were right off the stage. That was a true. Yeah, we were at the foot of the stage. Matt's jaw was on the table the whole time. I yes. believe it. I and believe it. He wept multiple times. I did. I cried. I am very open yeah. during shows and yeah. performances. Every show and performance, I'm very open. No matter what, even if it's in the basement and it's improv, I'll yeah. be crying. But this had me move to the nth degree. I'm yeah. not surprised. This guest truly, I, I think everyone in the room is privileged to see her. I mean, yes. anytime she she performs on stage. And the show is happening again. An updated version of the show is happening again. It's Amy Jo Jackson's I Want to Be Your Man. It's on April 13th at 9.30 p.m. This is Friday the 13th, but embrace the good part about that. Oh, yeah. Don't be scared of any omens, you know? I mean, don't look, I was... Scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> I was a... What do you call it? Not spontaneous. Superstitious. Superstitious child. <laughs> I was a very superstitious child. And um, uh, my mom has me afraid of, like, I, I don't wear socks in the bed because I feel like someone will come out of the closet. I don't walk <laughs> under ladders because I feel like I'll die. Guys, I never step on cracks. If you want someone to come out of the closet, just put, wear some socks in bed. It's actually rule of culture number six. If you want, <laughs> want someone, someone to come, come out of the closet, closet wear your socks, socks in the bed. bed. Um, and this show. Where is, is it going to be? It's going to be at Green Room 42, new, new up venue. and coming in space. Yes. And this is unbelievable. Not a drink minimum in sight, honey. Wow, that is... Just good times. And this is one night only. Again, 9.30 on Friday, April 13th. The show is I Want to Be Your Man. It's at Green Room 42. And the star of the show is Amy Jo Jackson. Hello. 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 Amy Jo. <laughs> We're so excited to have it. We should just say Henry has to leave. And so he's he's heading out. We should also mention that Amy Jo is, you know, one of the preeminent cabarettists in the city. Oh, yes. Um, so Talk about her credits. Okay. She's dialect coached <laughs> on uh, Kinky Boots since the original first Broadway run. And I believe the tours. Uh, the the first national, it's now non-union, so mama, mama can't be working on that <laughs> no, or she'll no, get no. in trouble. But I also worked on the Toronto production. And then I've been with yes. the show since the out of town in Chicago in 2012. Amazing. Amazing. And then also Rocky Horror Picture Show on Fox and um, just just so, so many, a litany of credits. She working. She, she working. And it's, oh my God, it's our privilege to talk to you, Amy. Um, I'm so excited. We've heard the performances. I'm so excited for everyone to hear them. I'm not kidding. This show was... It was so good. What you're Thank doing is you. so special. Thanks, doll. So tell us a little bit about the show. What inspired you to do it? Sure. Uh, so I I had done a couple of solo acts before at 54 Below. Uh, it's something like I've been wanting to do since I got to the city and just never got my my act together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, managed to do a solo show that was just basically like, this is a big party. Come on. you know. Yeah. Uh, and then... I was thinking, like, I really want to do another show, and I always have, like, eight playlists going of different show ideas. Nice. Uh, and I just was finding myself more and more infuriated at the way 
women are written for, not written for. Basically, the sure. way like anyone who's not a cis dude is yeah. written for, you right. know, and the the way that I'm talking in in all kinds of the arts, but but totally. specifically theater is like you know where right. I, where I live most of the time. So the way that a lot of male material can be about anything mm. and the way a lot of female material is about a child or a, a love interest that sort of thing or it's just not that deep right yeah. and it it's getting better but it just infuriates me and i don't like feeling impotent rage i like <laughs> right, to feel yeah. potent rage yeah, <laughs> right, right. rage so exactly rage. <laughs> so I, ba- I basically was like well screw this i you know what i'm i'm also six feet tall I've played a lot of male roles, especially like in Shakespeare. Mm. I think until a show I did just before the last time I did the concert in 2016, I I, w- I had more male Shakespearean roles on my resume than female. Wow. Um, and also in Shakespeare, like that's very common to just do gender blind casting or, or fluid casting. But For sure. I, uh, you know, I was like, oh, it's not just that I'm tall, and it's it's that. Stepping into this kind of material unlocks something in me. Like it unlocks this permission to be aggressive and completely assertive in a way that is sometimes considered unfeminine or bitchy or bossy. Uh Uh, And so there's something incredibly freeing, you know, (laughs) about being able to stand on the stage and and like say, this is my point of view and I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to like try and make it palatable. Yeah. Uh Um, So it's not it's not like a preachy show, I think, you know, but just like the what I have selected centers a a femme identifying body in a position of power and strength right. and uh you know i so i did it in may of 2016 a couple nights at 54 below and i had a great time and uh, a lot of folks particularly uh female identifying folks who saw it like really uh warmed to it and got exactly what i was saying great. uh but then, you know, a lot happened in between May of 2016 and uh-huh. and now. And I just... Did it? <laughs> did stuff happen? I don't remember. Who reads Twitter? <laughs> um, and so I just had been thinking, you know, there's a lot of other shows I want to do. And I've been working a lot regionally. So I just, I didn't do like a solo show last year. And it's just like, you know what? I, f- I feel like rather than crafting something new, I want to dive back into that because it feels even more prescient. Totally. And important yeah. and yeah. like... I, I also think that some of the people who didn't necessarily get what I was trying to do last time because of the national conversation with Time's Up and Me Too and blah, 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 yeah, all yeah. the stuff, I, I think there's more of an awareness of like, oh, that's that's what this is really about. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm really excited. It feels right to do it again. I would say it's about 85% the same. We've just changed a couple songs, adding a song or two, and, and some of the guests are different. Ah, nice. um, they're, they're not all 100% confirmed, so I can't say Right, we can't are, be but... saying... Well, everyone stay tuned for the guest announcement. Yes. So every song in the show is traditionally performed yes. by a male character. In... By a male character, or is a uh, written by like a, a male musician. It's mm-hmm. performed by a, like a male rock singer or what happened. Right, right, right. right. Uh, so yes, it's all male material yes i remember you did a certain maroon five song oh yes (gasps) is that still in the gig oh it sure is yeah Yeah, i have i have an 11 minute medley called the inevitable sexist medley right in the middle of the show (laughs) i love it and that's primarily like pop and rock and it's funny you mentioned that one because Mm -hmm. that 
I, I also I don't listen to a lot of radio pop. So like cause uh-huh. I had to actually do some deep dive research. I was on a regional gig and I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit and watch a lot of music videos. And I was just like the rage. It was oh, like a yeah. whole week. I was just watching these terrible music videos of these songs. I was like, ah! uh, yeah. you know, I was like, OK, OK, I've put this medley together. Now I got to step away for a second. But that was one that like I had heard, but I, you know, didn't really know. And I was watching the music video for that which is it's wild it's uh, terrifying yeah. you know but there was Maroon 5 animals anim- yes. oh. baby I'm praying on you tonight <laughs> hunt you down eat you alive uh, like, just like animals yeah, but it's catchy so who's yeah. listening so I um America yeah <laughs> everybody's listening now um, but yeah so I, I actually had there was this guy who came and reviewed it just like a cabaret blogger oh, okay. and he he you know, he thought the medley was a bit long. And I was like, well, well that's part of the fucking point. Like, yeah. yes, no one needs an 11-minute medley. But when it is called the inevitable sexist medley, part of the point is, yeah, you think? It yeah. is a little long. And you got to bludgeon them to b- yes. the audience with, with all this all information. And, and animal Animals was one of the ones that he mentioned as a possibility to cut. And I was like, oh, oh. so you've never been followed down the street and <laughs> had to duck into a Dwayne Reed <laughs> yeah. in the hopes that some creepy dude will stop following you. Yeah. You've never, like pretended to call a friend to say Ugh. you're going to their house so that when you walk into your own apartment they don't think it's yours like, oh it's like you just never had that as part of your reality sir so you don't understand that's the tea that is the fucking tea mm-hmm. and with everything that Amy Jo just said I just want to quote Guy Branham who quoted some uh, English uh, liter- literary critic in saying that men act and women appear because I think Ooh. that is the whole sort of unifying theory of, of, of what you're trying to do, which is so yeah. cool. I'm so excited to see it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a true, and also like outside of it being like incredibly like moving and important, you're also an incredible performer. Thank you, oh, as, as we should actually hear right now. Now tell us about this first song that you and Henry are going to do. Yes. So I'm very coy with my set lists. Mm-hmm. So I, like I, I don't, the stuff that I'm doing tonight is not stuff that's in my show, but ah. it is evocative of yes. the stuff that's in my show. So this first one, I think many people will recognize it's a show, a uh, show. It's a song I've done a lot and performed around, but this is very much the vibe of yes. the type of thing yeah. you might see at an Amy Jo Jackson event. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, let's get into it. How do you do, I? See, so you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little brought down because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strong! of a man by the light of day but by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania Uh, why don't I show you around maybe play you a sound you look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual (laughs) that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. Well, you got caught with the flat. Well, how about that? Now, babies, don't you panic by the light of the night. It'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm 
just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Why don't you stay for the night? Or maybe a bite? I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. Well, maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. That was that was like because okay I'm not familiar with Rocky Horror I will just oh you know you're not a Rocky I've Horror never person seen it. Oh, wow. are you not sinful yeah I've done it I've played Magenta and then ah. growing up like you would go to a friend's house for like a nerdy theater party yeah and uh, on the on in the background would always be either Rocky Horror uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail or Waiting for Guffman those were what that were a hundred percent of theater parties were you playing. nailed it you nailed it <laughs> yeah. honestly I remember the first Rocky Horror picture I saw was it actually at NYU during Welcome Week remember oh, when they did this yes, they yes. had to put it on a Rocky Horror for Welcome Week mm-hmm. and I'm like very closeted at the time and from Long Island but had like a very sheltered like American Eagle mm-hmm. life um, so like the most salacious thing I had ever seen was like when someone got off got voted off on American Idol like too early that was like controversy <laughs> to me Wow. so I go there and everyone's of course dressed the part and I wore like my like polo and I'm like there, and I couldn't believe the culture. Are you scandalized? It was. I was scandalized deeply. Yeah. And I, I actually can't believe it's gotten to that point. What do you mean? Like, like it's such a cult thing. The whole Rocky, oh, Rocky Horror, Horror thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Oh yeah, totally. It's really fun to do. I, so I did it in Asbury Park, New Jersey, um, on uh, in this. The carousel house. So it's like uh-huh. when it was like an operating boardwalk back in the day, oh. it was there was a carousel in there that now is no longer in there. So people use it for like an event space. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's open like it's it's like closed off, but not completely like windproof or anything. So sure. we're doing it in uh, oh, October because <gasps> we're doing it around Halloween. So we're doing it in October, early November in New Jersey on on the beach on the basically beach. um and of course it's rocky horror so everyone's wearing uh, like it's, it's a no pants show let's yeah. put it that way <laughs> and uh, so we we would we uh it's like uh, they had like blocked off half of it so you're kind of kind of the whole space was basically like a semicircle okay. and then the stage was like a semicircle within that so they had these two big vomes these aisles that you would run down so we would stand there shivering in our coats at the back of the vom and then the music would start and I was the first one on cuz cuz magenta sings science fiction double feature mm-hmm. and like we would just i'm just like throw my coat to the ground and run and there was a guy who he i think he was one of the board ops but he would be there 
to gather all of the <gasps> coats of these poor young women who are like, <laughs> yeah, and then like put them back at our station so at intermission we could like put them on. Um, but it was really fun. What, what's really fun about the show is you get people who know it really well yeah, and know all yeah. the callouts, and it feels like you're. Like you're a rock star because yeah. they know you're magenta, even though they have no idea who right. you are. So you appear, they're like, yes. And so uh, you're like, I've not earned this at all, but it feels so good. Uh, and so it's really fun. Oh, that's so interesting. But though. I've never I've never actually gone to a midnight screening of the movie. But I believe you guys are room fans. Why well, I'm a big I room fan. Yes. Love the room. I have been to many of the. That was my first date with my husband. Oh, my <laughs> really? God. Really? Midnight great, screening of the room. That's amazing. That that's a great I had watched all of it in a uh, in a dressing room before. Like a friend had, he was like, you have to see because I was in a dressing room with the guys it was a long story but um <laughs> so he was like you guys have to have to watch this movie so he did highlights and then we went through and spent an entire week at half hour we just watched chunks of it <laughs> oh I yeah like, I mean even did one sitting <laughs> well we could you know we had to go do a dumb show oh, sure, dressing you know room, normally room. I love my job but that was not one of those jobs that I love we were like can we just hang out in the dressing room where yeah. it's safer we're not gonna hurt on stage oh, I'm not talking about Rocky Horror I'm talking about another show altogether but um <laughs> but yeah Midnight screening of the room. Mm-hmm. I have a pitch. Okay. The room, the musical. I think it's on I'm its way. Sure, people. There must be somebody working. It's on gotta it. happen. Yeah. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. There's there's That's a, a song, power ballad. If air I heard. Yes. You, you are my rose into a full number. Like you, you, you must. I'm my rose. You. I'm we my joked rose. about uh, that being our first dance at our wedding. It was oh, not. God, but no, we were. God, we were like, didn't do that. Nobody would know but us. But we would be like. <laughs> we did not take the whole wedding thing very seriously. Let's put it that way. So we're like, wouldn't it be great? <laughs> was that his idea to go see the movie? You know. Um, he it's funny like we had like so i'd met him like a couple years before working uh-huh. on a show and uh-huh. then you know so i'd seen him we were in like the same big circle of friends at the flea so i'd worked with, i knew him yeah. but we'd never really like hung out hung out and then um yeah i reconnected with him like after a show that he was in that i went and saw we were like hanging out at the bar and i was like why have i never really thought about this jeff ronan character and we were kind of flirting and like nothing really happened but then he like posted something to facebook because there were a group of people that uh-huh. were gonna go see mm. this film and i was like i'm gonna message him. and i got there earlier so i only saved two seats because oh. i didn't know there was like this group of like eight. i knew there were other people but i didn't know how many and so yeah. he ended up just sitting with me apart from all the friends and we were like oh we had like a moment. You know, a little moment where like oh so we count that as our as our first that's, day. No, that's great good. that's great yeah. i think i i from hearing this story, it sounds like a date. Wait, I, okay. Okay. I have this question. You okay? What is the most? Know, this is this this is weirdly phrased. What's the most excruciating pain that you've had to suffer through for in in the name of theater? Let's say. Oh <laughs> wow, physical Ooh. or otherwise. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. 
Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hmm, 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 hmm. There's a few, right? <laughs> um, I would probably say my Ursula costume. <gasps> okay. But not in one go, cumulatively. Sure, okay. You know, ah. because I was wearing I, I was wearing five and a half inch platform heels. Oh god. Which Jesus. were actually pretty comfortable, but then I was wearing these huge hip pads that that like the order of the costume, it took three people to get me in and out of wow. it. It was like I was in the, you know, seventeen hundreds in France. Is it know? mobile? <laughs> Uh, I've likened it to driving a small golf cart. Uh. Um, so I practiced a lot in it because I am very anal retentive. And I was like, I don't want the costume to wear me. I need to be in charge of it. Yeah, but, yeah. but limited mobility. Like I, And luckily, we did a photo shoot the first week. So I had been in it. So I, when we were staging stuff, I was like, I don't think I can do that. But we can try this. Wow. Like, I don't think walking backwards is going to be possible. Sure. Because there was just like a lot going on that I couldn't see. And if you go down, you're not getting back up. You oh know? my God. Damn. So so yeah, it had these big hip pads, and then this. I was I was wearing a corset that stayed on the whole time. Yeah, like the the bodice. That's yeah. gotta be horrible. Um, you know, it wasn't that it was tight. It was that it had all these mirrored plastic pieces and oh. rhinestones on the front, which looked amazing. I looked like a disco ball when the light hit me. Yeah, but it did mean that it would scrape. Yeah. underneath my arms. Ugh. So when I'd get off stage, 
I had like either a hoodie or like a blanket that they gave me that I tuck into it and they put moleskin on it so that it was like not as bad but so th- I, I had like scratches all up and down my arms Dang. And excuse then, me equity my costume is killing me well that's every <laughs> show <laughs> you get to a certain age and it's every show oh, damn it yeah so I did so then you'd put the skirt on top of that and it was pretty tight and then the tentacles were on a belt that would go on on top of that. Wow. Like, so I would say when I was experiencing menstrual cramps, it was unbearable. Don't know. Because it all sat right it all like le- leaned into that. And so like it wasn't so bad because I would not stay in it the whole time because I couldn't sit down. Tech right. was bad because I was when we did the poor unfortunate soul scene and song. Mm-hmm. That's two hours plus that I was in it in one go. Damn. So every time we would have a hold, a dresser would come running out from the wings with a chair. Oh, they would no. then pull my skirt up so I could kneel on it so I could get off the shoes. Ooh. So it was more just that cumulatively because I couldn't bend in it. And then I was in this like super like uh, weird posture, like m- my upper glutes got so tight and I couldn't uh. really walk that well out of costume because <laughs> I was some mess. But, you know, I learned a lot about like uh, how much I need to be rolling out and that sort of oh thing. Oh, my God. Right. There's got to be a better way to costume to Ursula. Say, to say nothing of the hair even. I'm sure you had oh, some like amazing wig. I had a huge wig. It actually was very comfortable. Oh, okay, good. But I couldn't lie down or or sit back right. in it, you know. Oh. You know what? I would also like part of the thing was I was so tired because it took I was doing full drag makeup and like blocking my brows. I was gonna say right? that's full the whole thing is drag. It was so drag, but it was also like glue only dries so fast. And I'm yeah. as someone who hadn't done drag up to that point, right. I didn't I didn't know how to like other than like, okay, I use a blow dryer and put it on cool to try and make them go faster, but it, like make the make it go because I also had the lace front had a widow's peak and it came down super far. And so if my brows weren't really dry by the time I put the stuff on them then it would get stuck in there and it would start to come off so it was just like I had to get there I left myself I would get there two and a half hours before curtain so I could go upstairs into the studio and stretch and then I'd leave myself two hours to do everything it normally only took about an hour 30 to an hour 40 but like it because I just wasn't fast at if I'd done the show for like a year it would have been a lot faster but it was a regional run so so I would say probably that whole cumulative experience I was so tired it was yeah that sounds so much fun because it is the The number is one of the best it's it's incredible and it's like I am evil auntie Mame so it was just so perfect (laughs) and uh that is a really good part for you oh and it was, and apparently I found out from the director, like she told me like we had like a, a night of drinks, like the first weekend and uh-huh. that everybody was there. She's like, you know what? You booked it on your first, on your first line. When you came in and used a liquid you saying Ursula, I was ah. like, that's our girl. I was like, wow, could I not use a liquid you? Angry Joe books by El- on elocution <laughs> alone. Yes. And that's, and that's. If it's the right director, honey. <laughs> you know? So speaking of, you are currently the voice coach on Kinky Boots dialect, dialect, dialect coach. Dialect, yes. dialect coach. Excuse me. I'll, I'll be there on Friday. So I need oh. to ask about Miss Todrick. Oh yes, because Todrick Hall was in the show for a while. Yeah, for, for yeah, a like three months, time. three four months. Yeah. Good to work with. Oh yeah, I'm. I just so many people that have come in. You know, also when they're stunt casting. Yeah, right. You, you know, never know what you're going to get. Never, never sure. know. But like, so many people that have come in have just like nailed it. And yeah. and watching mm. Todrick work, number one, just like very like warm and like eager to do really well like yeah, and yeah. his his commitment to excellence is 
really like that's inspiring clear. well and so normally you'll put people in like i'll work with them early on right. especially with playing lola there's so many lines right mm. and you know a lot of people haven't worked in an accent so they're very nervous about it uh and so i try to get to them early on so that i can kind of calm that right, system right, down right. a lot of my job is just like traffic directing i really you know and then just like here's where you're going correctly and here's where we could just take a left turn you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> Then then they get on stage and start uh, walking through the blocking with stage management or the associates and uh, and also learning the choreography from the dance captain. And he, you know, he wasn't writing anything down. And he would <gasps> get I would see him like do one pass at it. He'd be like, OK, let's do it again. And he would do it. Uh, perfectly. The second oh time after learning. Okay. Some people got it. And that is not, you know, dance is not my language. Mm-hmm. So I look at that, I'm like, oh, oh wow. I'm so yeah. impressed by it. No, he's he's pretty incredible. He's a I mean, yeah. he's like, when I first, like, when I first really was like, oh my God, this person is so serious, is in his videos where he would do the cover, the mashups covers mm-hmm. of all the pop star songs. And he would just, there's four of him and he does the choreography perfectly yeah. oh, yeah. in sync with each other. And yeah. he's like nailing the vocals yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and also personality, charisma. It's just like, he's very wonderful all there. to watch on stage. Mm. Just like fills that space. And and, and he, I got to meet RuPaul because <gasps> he was in the show. I knew that Ru was coming to his opening. Oh, and wow. Ru. Like, so so basically, if there's, like, going to be a photo op with a celebrity or something, right. the cast just, after curtain call, will hang out in the wings and then come and do, like, a photo. So I'm, like, the dance captain and I are running backstage because we know RuPaul is there. <laughs> and oh uh, Ru, like, like, starts talking to the cast, was just so generous, just, like, I didn't know what at all to expect. I didn't, uh, you, each and every one of you just brought such tremendous energy and what a story and he told so beautifully like he was, loves kinky boots he's talked he talks about it on what's the tea i oh, have wow. not caught up with with my what's the tea so i'll have to i'll have to take a listen but it was just so special and of course you know uh, for so many people in that show and yeah. work on on kinky boots like we love RuPaul Big so it was very exciting and so like the dance captain who wasn't in the show that night um, and I were both like hanging out to them like oh i don't you know like should we go talk to RuPaul cuz we're like clearly who are we clearly belong with the show, but who are so eventually like he and I like go up. We were both, I haven't been starstruck <gasps> in in like twenty years probably. Oh my god! And I was just like grinning like a fool. I got to say like you know I'm the dialect coach, but I was like you know thank you so much. You're such an inspiration. You know yes. Like, you know blah blah blah. Right. Like you know and and he was just like so so chill and then just like now there was a dialect coach back in in uh, Hollywood <laughs> and the blah 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 and I'm so and so and I I have nothing to. To the conversation. Right, right, right. I'm just grinning like, uh huh. Uh, I can't even say like, oh yes, you know, so and so from the blood. Like, I know names of people who are working now, but I was just like struck deep to my core with just like, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was lovely. It he was, was holding court at that point. Too. Oh yeah, he was just, yeah. He does do that thing of he does do that like um kind of like person who's been around thing of like you know back in this time this was the person who did this mm-hmm. and everyone's just like yeah 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 I think at that age you've earned it I yeah think 100%. That, when we get to be that age we'll of course be so I'm like that now <laughs> I'm gonna say I knew Amy Jo Jackson when she was doing a show at the green room 42 on I Friday, April thirteenth at nine thirty p.m., it was called "I Want to Be Your Man," and it was <laughs> fabulous. Oh my god, I can't wait for the show. I truly, I'm, I'm like, we're, I'm, 
it feels you are like, gonna be obsessed. It feels like we're shoehorning in the the, the promo, but I truly am. That's my favorite so, part of the so show. Excited. I think that my favorite part of doing the show. I was thinking about this on the way here because uh-huh. I was excited because we were gonna get to do this. Yes. Is letting people know where they can see the most talented people, and also understanding that like this might be a lot of people's first introduction to people like yourself. Mm-hmm. Although, although I think it was Gabby Hornig. We were talking to Gabby. I was talking to Gabby a while back, and it was just like. The fact that we had booked Amy Jo Jackson for our first I Don't Think So Honey live show, he was like, that was that was worth the price of admission alone for oh. someone like him. He was like, to I, have see to, Amy jo. I have to go see Amy Jo's yeah. screen. I was so <laughs> thrilled that you asked me to do that. Because like I'm uh. not real I'm not a comedian. I am a comedian. Yeah. I am yeah, a connoisseur. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. But not, you know. Oh, we haven't even talked about the fact that Aaron Jackson's my brother. Aaron Jackson. Yes. Br- you know? Well, Aaron Jackson on the show two weeks ago. Um, the brother, the little brother, little, little brother, taller but but younger, but younger <laughs> of Amy Jo Jackson. I would love to hear what Aaron Jackson was like as a younger brother, and uh, continues oh, to be like mm-hmm. to this day. I uh, well, we've always been like best friends. Yes, uh, we're we're two years apart, so we were in the same circles all the time. I will say. He was a brat. Was um, he a brat? Until, until, because he and my mom are very, very similar in how they <laughs> process information and uh, negotiate conflict, uh, which is to say, it got very loud sometimes. Oh my uh, God. They're, they're Eric both, can get loud. Did you, could you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? So they, they, they're just both really stubborn and yeah. uh, they, they're also. They're not bickerers, but with each other, they would bicker. And yep, like my dad that. and I are like, like no thank you oh. and i would be like oh this is this is some shade on me they they would be like fighting because Aaron wouldn't want to do something my mom would be trying to you know parent with authority yeah. and I would be like feeling the stress of that and I would go yeah. to my room and cry and write poems oh. I am not kidding I wish I were but I've always been a caricature of myself no, no yeah. that's beautiful <laughs> I think I did the poem things too did you do poems I did I drew a lot to oh, like more visual mm-hmm. to have that was my outlet but that sounds that all tracks i think <laughs> all of that tracks absolutely i'm gonna go well, well by the time this comes out this will have happened already but i'm spending a whole weekend with him at your parents yes! house in breckenridge I wait what oh my god I, right i can't wait i've seen pictures of it's the house lovely aaron himself has described it as a republican man so like that's accurate ch- <laughs> that's very accurate i can't wait i can't yeah, wait yeah but i mean Gorgeous, gorgeous. I got to. So I've worked a couple of times at like very recently, and then like a number of summers ago, uh-huh. I worked um at this little theater in Silverthorne, oh, uh, which is like twenty minutes away from Breckenridge, right. where my parents' place is. So I got to stay there, and I gotta say. When you can live very comfortably, it does make usual actor housing very unattractive. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can only imagine. But as we talk about um, the family, the upbringing, we should ask the question that we ask oh, yes. every single guest. And I truly, I'm, I have such suspense and anticipation over Amy Jo's answer to the question, which is, what is the culture that made you say culture is for me? What made you move in a cultural direction? And I really, I'm so curious to know what this it, is. There was you. a certain smell in the air, and you didn't know what it was at the time, but you found out later that it was culture, culture. Uh-huh, after you uh-huh. followed the smell yes. to What's your cultural place. What's that blood in the place. water? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. You were the shark. <laughs> the shark. It was the blood in the water. That and seems you... accurate. That feels right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I will say I have... I, 
until more recently, I didn't really have anything but culture to think or talk about. <laughs> so I never wanted to go in any other direction. Like yes. my aunt tells me stories about she's like, you've been talking about moving to New York and being in the theater since you were four. I'm like, oh, really? I don't even remember that. Wow. Um, but as far as like more specific things, because I thought about this, I was like, wow. God, it feels like overwhelming because it's like that's all I was interested in. So I, I narrowed it down to a, a more generic list and we'll use it as a jumping off. Please, I just pictured you at four being like, I think I'm going to live in Harlem. So we get close to the subways, pop down. I think by that time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll at be great. Four. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is this is a very ridiculous and revealing story about myself uh, that my grandmother used to love to tell when I was like two. She uh, she was just uh, called me pumpkin one day. She's like, "Hey, pumpkin," and oh. I said, "I am not a pumpkin. I am Amy Renee Jackson." <laughs> oh, Amy Renee. Which spoilers? That's the real name. I oh. love it. Amy Joe, the Joe in addition. The Joe is a nickname I got in college, and I, it was just bouncy and it stuck. So oh, I love are. that. Yeah, yeah it's it rolls fun. off. It mm-hmm. rolls true. Really rolls up. I love okay. that. Wait, this list. Let's what did see we narrow down to? The list. Okay, okay. So the 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 list would probably primarily like most influential would include uh, British television, specifically British comedy, a la mm-hmm. a bit of Brian Laurie, Blackadder, Jeeves and Wooster, and then like uh, British murder mysteries. Ah. Wow. Um, and then we have Broadway because I've never not been a nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that includes like movie musicals uh, and soundtracks to them, as well as original Broadway cast recordings. Yes, anything yes. I could get my hands yes. on. Old Hollywood, like I grew up. Like ah. my dad and I would watch like any any Cary Grant or Catherine Hepburn film. Mm. Like, love all that. You share that with Aaron. Oh well, I mean, because we grew up in the same house. Yes, right. All the Definitely. Same stuff. But yeah. Aaron even also said Agatha Christie, just like yeah. oh, yes. mysteries. Well, and then the last one being books. Yes, like, I read. Eh, Everything, and I was a, a a big old snob as a kid. So mm. it was either going to be Love like it. something mysterious, maybe with ghosts, yeah. or it was going to be like literature. Yeah. So, um, and I, I was like the kid that would like we'd be walking from the cafeteria back to the classroom, and I'd be reading using my periphery to navigate uh, because I was like, I don't give a fuck. I like this book. Yeah. Um, it's more interesting than all of you. Then oh safety. God. Then hallway safety. Then hallway sa- I was safe. I could see where I was going. <laughs> I'm Henry, so jealous of those people. Henry bothers me when he's looking at his phone and not looking around. I it's my pet peeve of mine. I think everyone should be mm-hmm. looking That's up, different. Amy Jo. That's it's a little different. Not in a hallway when you're walking single file yes. in elementary oh, school. Single, I forget that the kids have to walk in yes, lines. Yes. Not navigating st- a middle school busy hallway. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. No, yes. No. Not that shark infested waters. Like, no. Yeah. But when you're walking in the street in public, that's different. You know, it's actually rule of culture number seventeen. These, These kids, kids in elementary, elementary school, school walking, walking in two, two straight, straight lines, lines. It's, it's very gendered. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did used to do that, didn't I we? I didn't walk in two lines. Oh, there was two lines, a boy line and a girl line wow. in my school. Wait, Amy, did you spend most of your childhood, did you spend any time in Colorado or was it mostly Texas? It was mostly Texas. Got I finished up high school there. I did, I, we it. moved when I was 16. So I did uh, junior and senior year in Colorado mm. and then... You know, would go back there, a right? Lot. And like now that my parents had this place in Breck, that's where I prefer to go. Nice. Back. We can infer that you were doing theater all throughout your childhood. Oh god, in, yes. into high school, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't stop me. Yeah, no. <laughs> if I wasn't doing it with a group, then it was forced upon my family. It was so. a solo act in the house. <laughs> yes, or I would inscript Aaron. You know, like yes. we did, oh, love, we right. did love a dress up. 
moment there you know also like i'm of the age where everyone didn't have a video camera so they my parents borrowed one from friends so there is this legendary legendary (laughs) video and i am i think i want to say fifth grade and aaron's third grade so aaron is still adorable yeah and i'm just at the age where it's like that's a little much kid you know what i mean but we're so excited and you you can watch it and your parents like okay okay like as we're like just vignette to vignette to vignette but oh my god original pieces Oh, oh, some similar inspired. We <laughs> yeah. did a version of Cinderella, oh. but we all, and we also did plenty. Of, you know, different. We we also did a tour of the house. Um, <laughs> Got but we a house did tour. the most the most humiliating thing. Like this tour is the thing that you put house. on. Oh yeah, it was Aaron jumping on the bed. Oh look at this room. Shockingly, Aaron's jumping on this bed too. You know, um, but I did. Oh my god, I <gasps> thought I could do ventriloquism. I was wrong, but I was committed. And I there's this bit of me singing some song. I don't remember what with you know those little like gift prepackaged gift boxes that when you open them up they make noise yes 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 okay for whatever reason I have one of those and I'm making that my puppet <sighs> I mean it is excruciating and yeah. then and they're so long the videos oh they're so long I mean the the thing is now it's genius yeah of like course. our they were too the vignettes they needed to be cut but now it's like please let this never stop yeah, yeah, but right, the yeah. other thing that i then did was hitch up my elastic waist denim pants and do a jaleel white and family matters impression as Uh-oh. urkel Uh-oh. it was not good <laughs> authentic or appropriate hey you hit all three you hit all three distaste the distasteful while you, while you could <laughs> Fifth <laughs> grade in the nineties. It was a time. You know what? You get a free pass with that. Free pass. So, Aaron, proud of him now or whatever? Oh, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I mean, are you kidding? I'm so thrilled mm-hmm. for. I, I'm so proud of him always. But I mean, it's just ridiculous. Now, I ran into a, a friend on the train today, and we're just like, we're like, oh hey, I haven't seen her in like two years or something. We're chatting. She's like, oh by the way, big fan of Aaron. I was like, right? I mean, I know I'm biased, but right? No, yeah. but no. both of you are just. This, like, I don't know, it feels like you don't really get these sort of, like, sibling talent pairings anymore. And you guys just are, are in your own lanes, but then you also cross, like, merge lanes sometimes, too. It's it's so wonderful. I mean, like, the first times I ever saw Amy Jo was at a gay show for all mm-hmm. people. And I, like, just, yeah, just I think same. blew my socks off. Yeah. Um, is that the, is that the expression? But Blew anyway, my socks off. Knocked my socks knocked off. I believe is the expression. I can't believe I'm correcting you for once in my life. <laughs> right. Blew my mind. Blew perhaps. my mind. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. And uh, of course, sucked my socks off. Sucked my socks off. <laughs> um, that age old adage. <laughs> that age old adage. I will say this about Aaron. Like you know, people in people in the comedy community, oftentimes they go on to greater success, mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes there's that feeling of like. Oh, it happened! It happened for them amongst the community. Like, sure, like sure. when will it happen for me? Like, you're happy for them, but you're like, there's like this, sure. like a little uh, with Aaron and Josh. I think everyone in the community that I, everybody I know mm-hmm. was just like leaping to their feet, absolutely a hundred percent. We're so happy for them, so proud of them. That's not just because they're our dear friends, because they are funny and they as have fuck. worked their guts out yes. together yeah. for years. Yes. Yes. Like it's such a great example of finding like your people yes. and finding your voice. Yes. And then that leading you to greater success. Yeah. Like, it's tremendous and it's very exciting. It's inspiring to me, you know? Oh it God. really is. It, I mean and just like to know that um Especially Aaron. I mean, Aaron was a teacher at UCB for mm-hmm. quite a long time, mm-hmm. and he just had 
I think probably thousands of like students coming to see him like over the years, like and now to see him on television and it's just so great. I've recently went to the went to the taping of the opera session uh-huh. to see that piece that they did with Kim Davis. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was unreal. Amazing. So good. The gay who would be clerk. The gay who would be clerk. <laughs> Again, a, uh, riffing on classic films. Yes. You know? Okay, can we talk about A Bitter Fry and Lori? Because I feel like I oh. completely missed the boat on that. So I, did I, and I would love to hear. Just So my my parents always loved Blackadder and Jeeves and Wooster. And mm-hmm. then, of course, through those you find Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry. Right. So so we had this one, I think we had like the VHS that was like the best of A Bitter Fry and Lori. Nice. So I watched that a million times. But now you can find a ton of it like sure. available online. Yeah. But I just, I just love the way they work together and they're just so, I don't know, they're so funny and they do so, you know, they're a fantastic sketch duo in the fact that like, there's not always one like playing the alpha and one playing the beta, you know, they like really like play around with all sorts of different ways in which they position themselves towards each other, but also just like the runs that they would do. There's this one really... I. It's it's like unbelievable that it is like such a funny sketch because you're like the premise is just like a guy interviewing another guy who likes to talk about language. You're like, okay, fine. But Stephen <laughs> Fry does this whole thing where the character is just so over the top. So listen to me, listen to me. Uh, language. Uh, and and just it's it's the commitment to like the fullness of the yeah. performance that I as someone who's never been understated really responds to. Uh, we identify with you. Well, yes, absolutely. I, know. I think perhaps it's why I enjoy listening to the pod so. <laughs> I I feel like yeah, I feel like that is just I, I I'm sort of on the other side of the glass with in terms of like just British comedy in general. I feel like I just I I never fully got my chance mm-hmm. with it. You would really like. I mean, and I I would imagine you know you like Tracy Ullman. I don't really know. Oh, okay, you... I, I like have seen a little bit, but here's the thing: like if if it di- if I wasn't watching it when I was much younger, mm-hmm. then I I missed a lot because okay. I stopped I watching TV because I was like doing theater You're right, working, right, right. Yeah. i'm like now i'm oh i'm so behind i you think know? you would have a deep Same. appreciation for tracy ellman like because she's truly a genius truly a genius like i think one of the best impressionist mm-hmm. character creators yeah. just comedians that's out there and actually this is another really good segue because she played jack's mother in the film she of did. into the woods she did, she did. and i i haven't i've heard that you are about to grace us with uh, something a little bit of a medley right now. A little bit of a mashup. Talk about what we're about to do. Yes, this is uh, this is a piece I got asked to do at this concert at Joe's Pub last year called Sonheimas. It was actually the day before I Don't Think So Honey Live. Oh, it was, it was uh, yeah, right, right around that time. So uh, this is a mashup uh, that was arranged by the brilliant Stephen Cuevas, who was one of the MDs on the Kinky Boots tour. Uh, so it is, oh, no it was, Sondheimus is uh, basically the birthday Joe's Pub concert that uh, Maggie Larkin and David Levy produce every year. And so this past year they did Sondheimus mixtape. And so they had a bunch of Sondheim mixed with other shows. So this is called Into the Fun Home. And I just think it's so smart. And I love doing it. I especially love, I especially love doing it, which doesn't make sense when you hear it, <laughs> doing it in slightly more conservative communities. Yes. Because it is just a little of like, oh. <laughs> so that's, I think that's all we need to know. Great. Let's listen to it. Why 
what happened last night? Are you really here? Joan, 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 Joan. Hi, Joan! Don't wake up, Joan! Oh my God, last night. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, last night. Mother said straight ahead not to delay or be misled. I should have heeded her advice, but she seemed so nice. When you're way up high and you're on your own in a world like none that you've ever known, where the sky is lead and the earth is stone, you're free to do whatever pleases you. Exploring things you'd never dare because you don't care when suddenly there's a big, tall, terrible Joan at the door. A big, tall, terrible lady Joan sweeping the floor. And she gives you food and she gives you rest and she draws you close to her giant breast. I got so excited I was too enthusiastic. Thank you for not laughing. Well, you laughed a little bit at one point when I was touching you and said I might lose consciousness, which you said was adorable, and I just have to trust that you don't think I'm an idiot or some kind of an animal. I never lost control due to overwhelming lust, but I must say that I'm changing my major to Joan. I'm changing my major to sex with Joan. I'm changing my major to sex with Joan. With a minor in kissing Joan. Foreign study to Joan's inner thighs. A seminar on Joan's ass in her Levi's. And Joan's crazy brown eyes. Joan, I feel like Hercules. Oh God, that sounds ridiculous. Just keep on sleeping through this and I'll work on calming down. So by the time you've woken up, I'll be cool, I'll be collected, and I'll have found some dignity. But who needs dignity? Because this is so much better. I'm radiating happiness. Will you stay here with me for the rest of the semester? We won't need any food. We'll live on sex alone. Sex with Joan! And she showed me things, many beautiful things that I hadn't thought to explore. They were off my path, so I never had dared. I had been so careful, I never had cared. And she made me feel excited, well, excited and scared. I am writing a thesis on Joan. It's a cutting-edge field and my mind is blown. I will gladly stay up every night to hone my compulsory skills with Joan. I will study my way down her spine, familiarize myself with her well-made outline while she researches mine. And you think of all of the things you've seen and you wish that you could live in between and you're back again only different than before after the sky and I know things now many valuable things that I hadn't known before do not put your faith in a cape and a hood they will not protect you the way that they should and take extra care with strangers even flowers have their dangers and though scary is exciting nice is different than
Yeah, genius, genius. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh, Amy, Joe, and Henry, amazing. <gasps> okay, I love that because I, love. I feel like I never. I feel like changing my major, changing my major, never got its full like moment i feel like i think it did get its moment it's so good well i feel like you, ring of keys like yeah walked right. away with everything also that's also because sydney lucas was just transcendent yes, yes, yes. with that song and because it's so like um the feel of it isn't anthemic but the right. the subject matter is like iconic and anthemic yes but changing my major i think is it's so, so good. funny and so beautiful and so moving and so like oh my god like it's... i remember like that girl that mm-hmm, t- you mm-hmm. know that mm. time in your life where it just where it, it awaken it awakens it awakens yeah. you you feel like that's all you want to do is to like sleep with someone you know like mash your body with someone mm-hmm. else's yes. body and yes. just yes. sit there and like watch them sleep yeah. so you can look at their cheekbones right. you know very oh evocative God. we're all dead very inside good. now oh, so well. yeah, yeah, um yeah. and <laughs> into the woods also part of that i have a question for you so are you a fan of the recent sort of renaissance of the movie musicals? And do you like, have you seen, you know, did you see the, I would love to hear your opinion on the greatest showman. I would love to hear like what you think of the sort of adaptations that have been happening and like what your thoughts are on all of them. I am a fan of anything that employs more theater people. There you go. So for, and especially employs them in a thing that's going to make them a lot of money. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like Kiala Settle. Come on. She performed in the Oscars. Like that's yes, our girl. She did. That's you great. know, yes, like she I'm, did. I'm thrilled when that sort of thing happens. I don't necessarily need to take it in. Like I, I right. will, like I went and saw into the woods cause that was my favorite show. Like for like all of adolescence. Right. Like, yeah. Like talk about, okay. Talk about like a, a culture moment. moment. Like Aaron and I, watched that so many times that like video from uh, the original Bernadette and, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernadette and Joanna Gleason who right. I was oh, obsessed Joanna Gleason. with yeah um, truly amazing oh so brilliant so imagine beautiful imagine being in the same show as Bernadette Peters as the witch and you win the Tony yeah that's crazy yeah. unreal but, you know that's at, that played at the Martin Beck which is now the Al Hirschfeld where Kinky Boots is <gasps> so like you know sometimes I'm just going to work I'm like alright I'm going to sit here I'm going to take notes blah 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 but then sometimes You're I sit there and I go theater. oh my god I am at this theater that I used to I used to watch that stage Ugh. on the daily yep. crazy. like I go into the dressing room to say hey to somebody I'm like this was Bernadette Peters dressing room yep. in 1987 Wow. when she had that hair you know I, I when I sometimes I'm able to take a step back and go like it's it makes that like it, it like makes no sense to yeah. the adolescent me because it's like I wanted it so badly and now there's a part of me that can take it for granted which I is know. like Isn't insane it becomes work yeah you're just like I'm just doing my thing not yeah. that it's like bad right but just like oh yeah I'm just going to the stage door instead of like you know what that's awesome that's really cool like and and to never lose that sense of wonder is something I I work to remind myself yes. is important. That's you know? good. It's That's actually good. rule of number, rule of culture number 12. As, As Leanne Womack once said, never lose that sense, sense of wonder. wonder. I think that is such a good exercise in just perspective, probably. It's just yeah. like, yeah, you fuck, you're fucking working at that fucking theater. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. And, uh, well, hold on one second. Okay, well, well, let's talk about the movie musical again. What, what do you want I, to talk No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Can I just say again, Kiala Settle mm. performed Kiala Settle. on the Oscars. Yeah. I cried. She got her moment. She was amazing. She was amazing. She got a camera circling the stage in that quiet part of the bridge moment. Yeah, she, she was amazing. Mm-hmm. She was bringing it home. Well, and then even you have someone like Adina Menzel, who is right. like a huge Broadway mm-hmm. star, but like America didn't know until... 
<laughs> until the wickedly talented Adele Dazeem Adele moment. Dezeem. That, God bless. Yeah. I don't, you know what? I think people don't talk enough about that moment is the way he says, wickedly talented. Yes, yes. That to me is almost more mind-blowing than Adele, Adele Dezeem. Dezeem. I just, it's just like, what are you doing, man? I love it. I will but, never forget that for the rest oh, of my life. Why would you? Never yeah. gets old. No, never. it's always never. a real scream. Yeah. But but like that's something where it's just like, she was already like headlining how many Broadway shows and super famous and right. tweens she was buying a part her of albums. three cultural Phenomenal. moments. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. And then, but then she like does this thing. People are like, oh, that's Elsa. And it's like, she's a different <laughs> yeah, level, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, She is. She's a ama- she, We say she's the Rihanna of the suburbs. <laughs> oh, my She's the minivan Rihanna. It, that's actually rule of culture number 68. Adina Menzel is the minivan Rihanna. I am dead. <laughs> she is. No, Moms that- and are like, I don't care for Rihanna. You know who I like? It's Dina Menzel. Menzel. That's like the, it's just so perfect. I love it. Oh, that's good. Oh. She Someday probably we, could have some more hits. We can aspire to uh, to career success that Adina oh, Menzel has. Please. Are you kidding? Come on. You know, I mean, on. who thought she was going to be part of three cultural phenomenons? If you don't think it'll be four and five and six, honey, I yeah. don't think so, honey. Yeah, yeah, Step yeah. Step out of the way. Yeah. When she, uh, did you see If Then? Yes, I, I did. Okay. You did. Oh yeah, you did. It was it was not my favorite moment. Yeah, decidedly not uh, yes. not the favorite However, moment. However, I will say that moment when the curtain rises and yep. she just goes, "It's me." I was like, "Oh fuck you!" Yep. Like it was just I was like, she's of such a course, star. Of course, uh, you can be like, "It's me." Yeah. <laughs> yep. She she's a star. That's the thing is, it's like that show was a little tough, and her. It's so funny that her top note was just. Like that was like she didn't go higher than that. Like they, the score was very written like to her current skills. Sure, sure, sure. Eight shows Some, a week is brutal. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I have to tell you, it wasn't like it wasn't challenging. You know what? When no, people, she still, when I saw it, she sounded fierce. She still, she did. She sounded fierce, and she can also act her ass off. Oh yeah. And people forget that. People forget that Adina Menzel is a real musical theater actress and it wasn't no mistake that Alphaba became iconic. And you know she, what I she mean? had a like, Tony for that shit. She, she certainly did. And shit. you know, it's 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 just not a mistake. Adina Menzel, I think, is someone that people like take for granted or make a lot of jokes about exclusively. Um people like you. Well I mean like I'm part <laughs> of this community out, and we all we all make like what, you don't? I've never made a joke at Adina Menzel. You, you make expense. it your career. <laughs> <laughs> Bowen Yang goes on stage and it's Adina Menzel cracks from the moment go. That's whenever I've seen you do stand up. That's been the bulk of your material. It's been the bulk of my material is yes, Adina Menzel yes, focused. Yes. It's just, Adina Menzel cracks. I punch down at, Ad- at Adina <laughs> he, he Menzel. He punches down at Adina. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I watched Frozen again this weekend after not seeing it since the theater. Oh my God, mm-hmm. now we're gonna get shade. No, 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 because I've been known to shit on Frozen. You have been known to do that. I enjoyed it much more the, uh, this second time, and Adina is a really good, really good at voice acting. She's a, extremely talented. Very Have talented. you heard or seen anything of Frozen the Musical? I saw it in Colorado, darling. Oh, right. I, that, that was when I was there. Right. Yeah. And how was it? It's fun. I mean, yeah, I, right. you know, I think it's hard to take a short film and adapt it for the big stage, you know? So and add numbers. It, it yeah. definitely was the kind of thing where I was feeling like, uh, you know, I would enjoy this more if I were younger, you know? Right. But, yeah. but everyone's doing great work and it looks beautiful and, and there's some fierce singing. Yeah, I yeah. heard that Let It Go is quite the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Casey Levy, so yeah. I mean, talk about an instrument. Oh my God. Like, yeah, I've seen, I saw her in insane. Hair and in First Daughter Suite at the Public and other stuff I'm forgetting, but like, that is one of those voices that it's just like, Ooh, yeah. like you could bathe in it so <laughs> Ooh. yeah 
I would I would definitely bathe in Amy Joe's voice. Oh, darling. I've taken you. baths in it. Of course. Mm. I've, 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 I've taken baths in it, to be honest. Just a moonlight swim. <gasps> Just a moonlight Just swim. Just a moonlight swim <laughs> Wait, in the vocals. We have to talk to Amy Joe about her Disney trip because you just went on a Disney trip recently. Yes, and also what I my favorite thing about it is that you felt you you felt yourself getting under the weather but soldiered through. I oh sure no. did. Oh honey, I came home and 3 days later got uh, the flu. Oh, I am only now like recently over it. Damn. But you know, it's you know what it's cuz I was like I'm not going to go back to the hotel. We're going to Epcot, you know. Yeah, no, you have that's actually yeah. rule of culture number 19. You're, You're going, going to Epcot. Epcot. Don't go to the hotel. Okay. Well, we're, we're, we're so sorry to hear that you weren't feeling well. Oh, well, I'm, it's, it's all behind me now. You know? <laughs> Thank God. Yes. All right. So highlights of the trip. Well, we were talking a bit beforehand. We um, so we went. It was my first time going when Pandora was open. Oh, yes. And I have a friend who's actually one of my dressers on Mermaid, one of the three people that it took to get me in and out of the costume. No oh, my God. And so she funny. shortly after Mermaid relocated down to... Uh, Disney. Like yeah. she, she was working there, and so then I, I saw her briefly the last time I was there, and then I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be around. Are you still working this?" She's like, "Oh no, I work at Pandora now." Oh. And we had only been able to get a fast pass for the River Ride. I remember Boeing messaging you, yes. being like, "Is this like Flight of the Avatar situation? Is this gonna be worth waiting for six hours?" You're like, "Well, yes, and no, and blah blah blah." I and gave I felt, you a very nebulous answer. No, 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 but it was useful because okay. we were also like, I was there with my parents and a friend, right? And none of us are like super hardcore parkers you know what i mean right. we weren't like i must complete this or i will feel we were like it'd we're be great to hours. go yeah if, if if we're gonna have to wait three hours we are not doing it right. you know we there are other things we would rather do with our time yes so i i messaged her and she was like well let me know when it gets closer because i work a couple of those rides okay so maybe i can work something kind of depending on how things work out so i'm like messaging her on instagram and like the number i have to text her is like an old number so i can't mm. get through to her and we go on the river ride which i thought was beautiful beautiful like all the, i was like i i love a like let me just sit down and look at shit right? okay so it's beautiful but it's also like it's boring but if you no, think it's if not you're boring into it's it, serene ah! but the animatronic at the end is pretty amazing it's really cool it's very like, cool and it's just i just sit there like i'm just enjoying looking at like they had those leaves where the bioluminescent and then you're seeing yeah. like the frogs on the other side of it which you know is just a computer oh, right. screen but I'm like it looks so cool it like I loved that so yeah. we're like leaving that and I'm like well I haven't seen my friend Mamie and I was like well I guess you know she she's working so she probably can't get back to me so we're like we're literally walking out of the ride like trying to get out and she comes walking this way and I'm like ah! so was, you know it was great to see her because she's adorable and, and I love her and then she was like oh you guys just wrote this let's get you over to the Avatar oh, ride so she marches us right up to the Fast Pass line it's like can you work some magic for these folks here today and they're like sure can so we went straight to Fast Pass oh. and we were all like a giddy so it was great and then it, yes. it was so fun it was incredible it's, a, it's, it's a amazing it's a beautiful ride it's a stunner it's yeah. a stunner it's we crazy. loved it so, so it turned out to be like one of those like tr- a truly magical <sighs> Disney moment it was great. And then we went, uh, so, you know, we did a bunch of that stuff and we went to Universal. And so I hadn't been to Harry Potter World before. Oh, and what did you And think? again, me oh, <laughs> liking no. a serene ride. My favorite part was the Hogwarts Express going back and forth. Oh, it's beautiful. Like, it's very this nice. This is great. I just like to ride trains anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but it's so cute and it's all well done. And yes. like, oh, I just thought it was, the attention to detail was incredible. That's really what fuels me i'm like i like this attention to i just want to go in the shops to look and see what they have up on the second level yeah yeah well truly i mean the best part of of diagon alley and of hogsmeade is it it is just so transportive it's yeah. like 
Like, you walk in and it's literally it's literally the shot from the film. Yeah. That's what's so crazy yeah, is that yeah. they were able to accomplish that, like, whatever it is, like a trick of the eye, especially when you round the corner and you see Hogwarts for the first time. Yeah. It is the iconic picture, of but it's real, and they make it look so much bigger than it is with that yeah. kind of, like, uh, well, landscape. Well, that, a few years ago, we went... I was with my family and and Aaron and uh, Jeff, my my now husband, husband. Uh, in London, mm-hmm. and we went to the, the studio tour, tour yes. which we were all kind of like, yeah, whatever, this will be fine. And I had forgotten, like, no, movie magic is awesome, and yeah. they yeah. saved so much stuff because they didn't know what they'd be using from film to film because the books weren't done and they have just so much of the practical stuff there so you go and there's the costumes everywhere that basically they do like a little like intro video and then you go into the great hall and you're there for like 10 minutes and then you have as long as you want to walk through the rest of the exhibit so you can be there for hours they have like a little audio guide and then at the end the last big thing is the model of hogwarts which I, I was like, oh, this will be cool. Like Jeff walked in ahead of me. I was like looking at some sketches. And he comes in, he's like, you got to come in. You got to oh come in. So I was like, okay. And I walked in. I started crying. Oh. Like it's just the uh, talk about attention to detail because it's so small. And that's the kind of stuff that you like see on a DVD special features type thing. Like we were obsessed with Lord of the Rings in high school yes. and uh, college. I guess I was in college. Aaron was in high school. But like we like here's a culture moment. Aaron and I <laughs> together saw Lord of the Rings in theaters. Uh, Fellowship of the Rings, eight times. Oh my eight? God! What is that? Tw- over almost thirty That's hours. About twenty four hours of wow. your life. But like we saw it like over Christmas break, and then we also oh. went over the spring break because it was still in theaters. But we were just like, our whole group of friends was like so nerdy. We're like, well, I gotta go back. I gotta see those horses, and I, I gotta see those water oh horses. My you God. know. And then uh, you know we saw the others a few times in theaters too, but not eight. I will say, but the I- others. Like well, the, the Nicole Kidman. Wait, hold on. I thought you meant oh, the, the others, others with Nicole Kidman. Uh, no. I'm sorry. No. Common misconception there. I did see there. the hours in theaters, Beautiful. but not eight times. No. <laughs> Tony Collette's presence notwithstanding. I love that Tony Collette. Uh, you love Tony Collette. You know, that puts you in the company of John Early. Yes. John, John Early has great taste. Yes, he does have that, fantastic that he does. taste. Um, okay, I do love a good Tony Collette too, though. Oh, who doesn't? Have you? So um, in high school, like I was obsessed with the Lacusa Wild Party. Be, I got into oh, it I because that she was in there. Oh, she I, was I Queenie, and I was like, oh my gosh, because I also loved Alan Cumming. Like I, I loved that Emma yes. with Gwyneth Paltrow and all of them. Oh um, wow! I, yeah, like wow. I, I watched that came out like right at the appropriate time for me to be yeah. like, oh Jane Austen, ninety six, you know? I think. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, I remember seeing it in theaters and being like, this is highly enjoyable. And who's this girl? Yeah, right. And then, like, anything that she was in, I was like, I'm on board. And so then listening to that, I was so into it. And still, it's like, that fits my voice so well. And I love yeah. Lacusa. Like, all of Lacusa, I just want to sing all the time. Which is hard because he's not an easy composer to bring into an audition room. <laughs> so I have to do it just for my own pleasure. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> is Emma what, what Clueless, Clueless is, is based, based on? Of, yeah. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Really does open a lot of doors to culture, I would say. Oh, yes. I think Clueless predates the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma. That's probably true. You know, Clueless. Jane Austen was out of fashion for a while. Yeah, and yeah. now of course she <laughs> is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't you can't turn around without seeing Jane no. Austen. She's, she's, she's <laughs> like, I may be dead, but I'm alive through my work, bitches. So. What if she became huge? And what do you mean, Jane Jane Austen? Yeah. I feel like like she, what like what I'm saying like what if for some reason Jane Jane Austen became like as big as 
Selena Gomez. I feel like if they mix, <laughs> Selena Gomez. like posthumously, Jane Austen all of a sudden like set the world on fire. In my circles, Jane Austen's much bigger than Selena Gomez. <laughs> Thank you. You're just you're just hanging out with different folk. <laughs> That's actually rule of culture number one hundred and one. In our circles, circles Jane, Jane Austen's, Austen's much, much bigger, bigger than, than Selena, Selena Gomez. <laughs> If they make the right movie, if they make the right adaptation, then like, yeah. Like, I want to see a modern, is there a modern day Pride and Prej? Uh, oh, probably. Uh, what's her face, Kira Hold Knightley. on, wait. Can I gag for a second? Please. I just saw the Cruel Intentions musical mm. because our friend Amanda Schechtman is the yes, swing for yes. it and we saw her go on as uh, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's part. Uh-huh. It was really fun. I haven't even seen the movie. Oh, I you haven't, haven't, seen, I the haven't movie? seen the movie either. No. The movie is naughty. naughty. In the 90s, I was seeing some things, but mostly I was just watching West Side Story. So I um, missed a lot good for of you. stuff. Well, this is like a 90s jukebox musical. Like they throw in, it's like very one of those. Like mm-hmm. they have like all the hits from the 90s. Like the first song that Amanda sings is, Cause I'm the only one who walk across the fire for you. Oh, that's that I don't, even, I don't even know what that is. Oh, <laughs> Melissa Etheridge. I've heard of her. This would be a good cultural moment for you to pick up on Melissa there's, Etheridge. You know what? The amount of, I listen very deeply to what I listen to, but I don't listen widely. So there's just a lot. Yeah, of, but that's I'm probably the same better. Way. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. That's better because I'm I'm a little. I cast too wide of a net, and then like nothing sticks. I just get mm. so overwhelmed. Yeah, you know when I think of what I don't. New. No, that's fair. Know? That's fair. I get off book on a very small number of things. Yes, yes. <laughs> like I can do sometimes oeuvre for you, which uh, is many lyrics. Which is many lyrics yes. and many songs. But I'm like, ah, uh, I know a couple Mariah Carey songs. Right. Sure. There you go. And it's, she's great, but I just don't know. You connect to what you connect to. That's so true. Um, is Sondheim number one for you? Um, probably most formative. Mm. I would say. I yeah. mean, as, as as far as the composer that has my most number of favorite musicals probably sure like because like there's into the woods sweeney todd obviously sweeney is my favorite i just think is perfect i love a little night music i can do that from this moment right now till the moment i literally die on stage mid-show because there's like parts for me from now until until then if i could die on cue (laughs) i think that would be like (gasps) I would have achieved some kind of Zen state. Like oh that would God. be all I could wish for is to like let the playing card gracefully fall from my hand and be like, I'm out. You know? How, oh how black God. swan, Amy. Ooh. It was perfect. Yes. It was perfect. I did it. Oh. <laughs> then they just wheel me off stage and I wouldn't come on for curtain call. They'd be like, Oh, I hope she's okay. No. <laughs> you she saw her passed. die on stage. Did you see the little night music with um Ms. Zeta Jones? I did, and with Stretch. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you enjoy? I did. I mean, like, I thought it was very lush. And Aaron Lazar, if we want to talk about vocals for days, I also think he's an incredible performer. So he played Carl Magnus, who's the one who sings in praise of women. So and I saw it with Aaron and, and my parents. And like, he goes to the point, the woman's mine. And we just turn each other and like roll our eyes. We're like, fuck this guy. Yeah, he's too In the good. way that like, I want to listen to it all the time. We also saw him because I saw Light in the Piazza a few times. Oh. So I saw Matthew Morrison a couple times and then Aaron Lazar took over. And I'm like, I'm really interested to see how someone does after Matthew Morrison because I thought Matthew Morrison was very charming and, and tender and beautiful in the That's role. That's what he do. And then Aaron Lazar comes in because he also has a much more like operatic sound than Matthew mm-hmm. Morrison. Yeah. I was like, uh, who are you? I yeah. think he's splendid. Wow. He is great. I saw him in The Last Ship. He's one of those people that I'd be like, I'll go see a show because of that. Him, as far as like male vocalists, there's him and then um, Paul Nolan, who uh, was 
was in um, Bright Star. He was the lead of Bright Star with Carmen oh, cool. Cusack. And there's a. Do you guys know Carmen Cusack? I know Carmen Cusack because <gasps> I, I back in the day when I used to go to the wormhole of Defying Gravity performances. Oh, yes. Hers was a standout. She has done Elphaba. She has, I think, done Christine in Phantom. Wow. She, she's, I can't even remember. But it's just stuff you're like, one that person shouldn't there. be able to yeah. do yeah, all that, of that. Yeah. But she can and effortlessly. And then just the two of them at Bright Star because they're also such incredible actors. I was just like, oh, Hallelujah. Because I, I love going to musicals, but I do feel often the singing is is more prioritized than the acting. Absolutely. But to oh. see two unbelievable vocalists, mm-hmm. like people who you're like, I I. I can't believe your technique and the way it marries with your your intention and and the style but who are also such deep precise incredible actors i was just like i I couldn't believe what i was seeing yeah um but i also saw paul nolan in once when i went to go see it who's playing the guy and and just like his his oh his instrument is unbelievable if you can if you ever get a chance to see him perform i don't know the guy i just think he's (laughs) great same with aaron lazar i'm like i will Talk all day about people I think are talented, you know? I was so excited when I was going to see Wicked because I was going to see um, Annalie Ashford, who did go oh, on, I who is a true gem as Glinda. And I was going to see Stephanie J. Block, <laughs> and Stephanie J. used her oh, understudy. That's all right. Well, it's, you know, uh, who marked that show, it. Oh, no, that's not okay. She marked Defying Gravity. Well, With Wicked, there's a, like, y- the standbys go on a lot. Because it imagine. is one of those shows that you probably shouldn't be singing eight shows a week. It's a lot. It's yeah. just, it, it's very vocally rigorous. Yeah. It's it's one of those, well, I did my first I Don't Think So Honey on Wicked. You did? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so like, it's not one of the Filler shows songs. I feel called to do. <laughs> right. Um, but it is one of those that I've I've thought like, man, that would be a great technical exercise. I'm like, can I get my voice in shape to do that shit? You know? It's one of those I'm like, I mean, maybe I could, but I'd rather do it for another show because there sure. are people who that is their story they long to tell. And I say, good bless. Go do it. <laughs> yeah. you know? Although you would slay as both Alphaba and as Madame Morrible or oh, even Glinda. Too. I was like, going to say I would want to do Madame Morrible. I would want to do I think I could slay the gig. Madame so Morrible. Glinda came, uh, Glinda, God. Um, uh, Wicked came out midway through my college experience. Uh-huh. And so... <laughs> Uh, I didn't belt at that point in my life. Like, I just didn't know how. Uh I was like this legit soprano who was like, oh, maybe I have an alto as well. And I just didn't know how to bring that up. But um, like to bring it up through the chest, I'm talking technical technical terms. Um, But there was, I just remember a friend of mine being like, there's this new show called Wicked. There's a great part for you. Let me play you. And he starts playing, my dear, my dear. And I was like, I know you're not trying to be mean, but fuck you. Like, all I do is play old women already. And I was like, I'm 20. My dear. But I think Madame Morrible as a role has aged very well. Oh, totally. We have waited. I think the part where she's like, um, as press secretary, like, <laughs> yeah. I want to do wow, that. Wow, that's so you. Bad. You should do that, Bowen. I want to be mad at You should email them. I'll email. I'll Just, send yeah. an email. Well, Amy Jo knows people. <laughs> yeah. I've got she's a lot in, of friends. She's up in the Hirschfeld. Right. She's up in the Hirschfeld. The, Hirsch the title of Ep, she's, she's up, up in the, the Hirschfeld. Hirsch <laughs> that's it. Wow. Oh, my God. And Amazing. I think, I think um, we've now arrived. Not at our finale song, no, but, but at the uh, coup de gras, our 11 o'clock number, if oh, you will, yeah, I will, of this uh, <laughs> episode will. of Las Culturistas, which is I Don't Think So Honey. Mm. Now, Bowen, explain to the to the kids listening at sure. home who may not know what I Don't Think So Honey is all about. I Don't Think So Honey is um, a one-minute unit of time in which you um, deliver 
an oral missive against something that you um mm. that is just getting your goat. So we all know. We all know the drill. We all mm-hmm. know the drill. We have one minute. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So I think I will go first. You will go first. Which has kind of become canon. No, no, no. I think I think if if you go back and crunch the numbers, it's it's a pretty balanced <laughs> yeah, frequency. Okay. But all right. This is Matt Rogers' I don't think so, honey, and his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Credit card minimums. Can I tell you something? Yes. Don't be talking all in the zeitgeist about Bitcoin. We haven't like even figured out our money situation oh now. Okay, listen. I want no credit card minimums. No one carries cash. Mm. There's none of it. I have my credit card and my debit card, and I need to be able to use it. Yeah. If you are telling me that a credit card minimum is $8, and I come to you with $5 of stuff, and you say no, go get something, just seconds. know no, I'm not passionately shopping at your store anymore. <laughs> oh. You think I'm buying this extra kombucha. Now I have two. And uh, there's no joy there. You haven't given me a joyous experience. And that is part of your job as a shopkeep. I don't think so, honey. These shopkeeps who aren't putting um, time into creating a good atmosphere by reinforcing or enforcing the rule that is a credit card minimum. Honey, I don't carry cash. I don't Five think it's seconds. a good idea to carry cash in the streets. I have money. Let me use it. I don't think so, honey. Credit card Minimums. And that's one minute. Wow. I I passionately agree with you. There should not be credit card minimums. And guess what? It's not like the machine won't work. Like because well, it's, it's about they changed the law. What? On like the percentage <laughs> look at me talking about stuff what I only barely know about used to it <laughs> was the same that's this whole show yeah right used to it was the same percentage I think no matter what you bought okay. so they took certain percentages of like you're buying a dollar worth of something and they're taking like you know however many cents ba- sure. but it's all all at the same percentage and so that was more just like an irritating thing because people just didn't want to run the credit card Got now it. at least in New York City I, I don't know how it works elsewhere but now they charge you more if if it's under a certain amount. I so see. certain places like Starbucks, where they're doing a lot of business under a certain amount, doesn't matter because the volume sure. will cancel it out. But right. like a bodega isn't necessarily going to. So it, it, I don't know when that changed. It was in the last few years or so. And I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that's accurate. <laughs> well, I only vaguely understand, but I still don't care. No, it's still irritating. Yeah, I don't it's like just it. Like, uh, yeah, if I have cash, it's like a miracle. Yeah, like, right. can, truly a can miracle. I Venmo this bodega? Yeah. That'd be great. I, and then you go and they say, well, the ATM's over there and you go over there and it's like a $3 charge. And I have definitely, I mean, this doesn't happen anymore with the chip, but I've definitely had with like a bodega ATM had one of those, they, they can like put, I found out from my bank after my <gasps> credit card number got stolen. What? No. No, 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 they have like, Don't someone even. can put in a little like insert into the machine so you run it and it takes an imprint of it because Damn. I was like how did they get my number I didn't lose my card and the banker's like well did you ever use like a blah 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 I was like yes and they're like okay well what the scam is and like walk me through like how someone can get your number I don't understand how it works wow. but like that's the, the gig well that's I'm happy that everyone knows that and I will say one thing before we move on which is in relation to that if you ever get a call from a number that you don't recognize and they ask you is this so and so Never say yes. Mm-hmm. Always say who's calling or this is he or she or whatever. Um, because they can record you saying yes <gasps> and use that to confirm purchases. This is just why I don't ever answer the phone. There you go. Don't ever answer. Text me. Email me. Text you hear, you hear that? me, Joe. 
Also, I would pay, I would, I would greenlight a series of Amy Jo Jackson just with her uh, elocution, just explain anything. Just, and just I would EP. It's cap. I'm an EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. EP. Maddie you greenlight. I'll EP. Thank you. Okay. No one's big in the studio system. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. As all right. we all know. So, and speaking of Bowen, all right. now is his I Don't Think So Honey. And Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey on this, the Amy Jo Jackson episode of Las Culturistas, which will, will be entitled She's Up in the Hirschfeld. <laughs> his time begins now. I Don't Think So Honey, Airbnb's upstate, bitch. I was trying to find <laughs> oh a decent, well Priced Airbnb for my uh, spur of the moment trip to upstate New York, specifically Woodstock, New York, slash Stanfordshire, I believe. But anyway, we ended up uh, staying at this uh, decrepit, it might as well have been condemned, honey, this terrible cottage that was filled with, you know, horrible little garage sale tchotchkes. The bed was barely functional, honey. And I have to say, burn every wooden structure upstate and rebuild with the iron honey <laughs> build glass buildings or iron buildings 15. i can't stand these wooden buildings they rot and they <laughs> they're horrible and i i don't think so honey going upstate having a great Five time seconds. and then going to some dusty disgusting dank little room to sleep and to ruin the whole experience and that's one minute it really just ruined the whole That's upstate experience I'm for so me. I'm so sorry that that happened. Because you okay. want a wooden building to be folksy, not like termite ripping. Yeah, exactly. not like unusable. I needed a folksy, you know, what, what, what bespoke, is that the right word? But I just wanted a nice little, you, you wanted know, a rustic experience. I wanted, uh, thank you, rustic Rust, is what I was rustic looking for. Rustic is the word he was looking for, not bespoke. This is the second time. Is this I, an historic Matthew, occasion? An historic occasion. Have Corrected Bowen on his grammatical and sayings. I would remind the audience. <laughs> I would remind the audience that Matt tried said the word. What was it? Instead of um, spontaneous? spontaneous, spontaneous instead of superstitious. That's fine. I think that's fine. Okay. Um, All right. So this is Amy Jo Jackson's. I don't think so, honey. And then after Amy Jo Jackson's, I don't think so, honey. We are going to debut a new segment before the final Ooh. number. Oh sure. Uh, Amy Jo Jackson. Your I don't think so, honey, time begins now. I don't think so, honey, people who find out how old I am and then tell me they're shocked because I look so much younger than that and are thinking I should take it as some kind of compliment. Oh! No, I don't think so, honey, for a couple reasons. One, you've reminded me of a very painful professional reality, which is I don't look old enough for the parts I should be playing. So I just rub salt in the wound, baby, so thanks a lot. But more importantly, I don't think so, honey, this fetishization of youth, this idea that we're supposed to be flattered to be told we look like in infants. Yes. I don't think so, honey. Yes. Do I take care of my skin? Of seconds. course. I don't want skin cancer slash. I would love to look like Helen Mirren when I'm her age. Yeah. But that is to say, I just want to look stunning. I don't want to look 20 fucking two. I have experience. I have skill. I have wisdom. I have more self-confidence uh, and more assuredness because seconds. I am a woman who is 34 yes. who will be 35 in June. Yes, I'm not 26. Queen. I was a mess at 26. Uh, who wants to be 26? It was uh, fine. Uh, it's better now. So uh, fuck you for thinking seconds. that that should be the biggest compliment i could receive i don't think so honey that is one minute oh my goodness stunning and and tersely on time well, that is that, that, that is, is that's right i don't know that's a stunner of an i don't think that so, was honey. amazing and you know what it was literally exactly one minute long wow not a not a mm. verb over here's okay amy <laughs> would you accept this as a compliment 
your skin when I walked in the room looked radiant and still looks radiant. What you can say instead is something like, your skin looks amazing. Or you have such great skin. And I do have people who tell me that. Or you are (laughs) gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, well, even, I mean, there's, like, here's the thing. You don't know what is going on with a particular person. So even to, like, we we say a lot of stuff that's like, oh, my God, you, like, have you lost weight? You look great. But, like, for instance, I have a very dear friend who went through a terrible illness in the last Mm. couple years. And Uh she's much better now. But she was, like... It was scary, really scary. And uh, for a while there, like she was in and out of the hospital, but was trying to keep it on the down low so that like it wouldn't affect work. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people didn't know about it. She got very thin. It was already like a thin person to begin with. And apparently people were coming up to her and being just like, oh my God, you look amazing. What's your secret? She's like, I don't know, almost death. But Uh, she can't say that. You know, so it's just like, you just don't know. But there are ways to say the spirit of what you're trying to say. Yes. Without... It being so loaded. Well, and also, like, I think we're all taught to take, like, you look young as a compliment. You know what I hate, too, is when I get carded, when I can tell that they are trying to flirt with me or flatter me. Uh. It's different when, like, say you're in Boston or, like, a university. I was just working in Syracuse. That's Uh a university town. They card everybody. That makes sense. You have to be super strict because there's a lot of people trying to get in places they shouldn't be. I don't have a problem with that. I, I have a problem with when it's someone who's clearly trying to, like flatter me i'm like that doesn't flatter me because i do not look like i'm 20 yeah i don't want to look like that i have a round face when i buzz my hair it makes more sense because that's more of an extreme choice and my eyes look bigger but even then i was like i don't actually you don't actually think i'm 20 but you think that that's going to flatter me because we're all socially told we're supposed to look like we're in our mid-20s at most yeah and that we have no value as we get older i just think that's such bullshit yes it pisses me it like makes me I rate in those moments. I'm like, this is this is a stranger. I don't need to give them this much. I don't need to engage with them, but it's hard. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's tough. But also, yeah, and and quote Amy Jo Jackson, who who needs to be 26? Who wants to be 26? No, we're messes. No, and we, we're 20. I'm 28 now. I'm 27. And, 26 sucked. And yeah, we're just <laughs> there's a Mercury's lot going in retrograde. Yeah. Mercury's in retrograde right now, and it's really hard. <laughs> Um, so we are about to debut a new segment and you are the first guest yes. we, so this is called and tell me if you like this name okay, 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 go. voice mem oh you bitch oh that's fun so we are gonna have some fan favorites some uh, uh, people we've had on the show uh, some people send in some voice memos um, and uh, we're gonna hear what they have to say and we're all gonna discuss their thoughts and opinions our voice memo you bitch is Today, from Joel Kim Booster, friend of the show, cultural judge, iconic young man. It's, um, it's clocking in at five minutes, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Let's, just Let's hear. Okay. I have not heard this yet. One second. Hello, Los Culturistas. It's Butchers me, the Joel name. Kim Booster. The name. Some of you might remember me as the very first return guest that Los Culturistas has ever seen. That's right. Um, it was me. It was not Pat Regan, despite what he might wow. say. Wow. Um, Pat, if it didn't air, it didn't happen. That's oh. like one of the first rules of podcasting yes. that they wrote down. <laughs> Coming um, hard for the when villain. They started edit. podcasting the first podcast. Anyways, I'm here um, uh, once again, a first as the very first voice memo 
female correspondent. I'm here <laughs> to talk about my favorite show, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh. Some of you also might know this about me, but I did once recap RuPaul's Drag Race for Vulture, mm-hmm. uh, New York Magazine's online entertainment blog. Yes. Um, and I went back to do that again this past year for All Stars 3, and they said that someone had um, taken the job from me that uh, two no. younger, um, less funny people had <laughs> approached them and the two younger, uh, spread less funny vicious people, lies yeah. about me and stolen the job right out from under me, and I was very dismayed to That's find out that happened. those no. people were actually my two close friends, Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So it was um, the least that they could do to let me record this message uh, to talk about some thoughts I had Great. about the show. <clears throat> So let's get into it. I just want to talk about um, my top four. And those people are Monet Exchange from New York. I love Monet. I think she's so funny and so um, beautiful on the show. I think she's so talented. I was not excited about Monet going into the seasons. I don't know why. I think it was partially because I think five New York queens is just so many. Like New York in Drag Race is sort of like Russia and figure skating in that like they should only allow to to compete in the Olympics, you know, like they, <laughs> are, like they only allow two Russian girls because there are like seven Russian girls that are the best in the world that are so much better than anybody else. Any other country could send. And it's just like, it's a boring watch. And that's sort of how I feel about them. Like give us more Queens from like Cincinnati, Ohio, or uh, South what I'm Bend, sure. Indiana, I say that every year. You know, like how is Blair Cincinnati Sinclair <laughs> the first Indiana queen we've seen? Like give us more flyover Queens. That's what I want to see in future queen. seasons because they're, kind of bad and sometimes that makes for a good tv um magnolia crawford my next magnolia oh, I will she say didn't have I, her moment i did not love her sponge dress look but i still think she should be in the top three for it i don't know why, why? Looked that, unfinished. Does not, that doesn't make any sense that's a contradiction but guess what like i am allowed to contradict myself and yeah, honestly sure. i am allowed to take anything i say back um from these voice memos because <laughs> i am a gay person living so in trump's up. america and that is um a right that is still afforded to me it has not been taken away from me yet so i reserve the right to just uh, reverse myself several times within the span of this voice memo my number two uh (laughs) pick is miss cracker also from new york i think she uh, is so funny and beautiful and has uh, an incredible pedigree to do well in the show she's bob's drag daughter um and i love that she's giving us like shades of sasha velour that headiness Mm. that creativeness but she's fun to watch Different from Sasha. Listen, I think Sasha right, gave right. us one of the top ten gags of the show's history, but she was not fun TV, and and so I would love uh, to see more fun okay. from Miss Cracker. I love that she said her brand was stupid. Like, give us more stupid, yes. you stupid bitch. You know, like, don't give us a mime act on the runway and like some high concept shit. Like, be funny. I don't want to see some sad widow with your downturned eyebrows. Um, I love the, on the runway. I don't know. I thought I the look was a gag, top. though. I thought she should have put her won. at the top. Um, my number three is Monique Hart. Yes, um, I same doll. So beautiful. I think she was robbed from the top three. Yeah, absolutely. Specifically robbed by Yuha, which um, I know that this is going to sound unfair, but Bowen, um, as a Chinese person, you are responsible for everything that she says and does absolutely. on the show. Absolutely. Actually, so agree. Problematic. <laughs> she does is sort of by extension your fault. I agree so with keep that, that okay. in mind. Okay. Collect your people. 
people. I know it might not sound <laughs> fair, but that is how um, the world uh, works. So, that is how the world everybody's works. watching. Confirmed. I hope that she does better for your sake. Okay. Um, All right. I was almost going to pick Mayhem for this spot, but I think that Mayhem, um, I love her. I think she's beautiful and I want her to do well. But anybody who cries that much on reality television is not oh, come on. It's a lot well. of crying. I'm sorry. She's they are vulnerable. going to set her up so, so high only to knock her down. We are going to see her cry many, many more times um, this season. I can feel it um my number four spot matt you have already given me shade for this online it's asia o'hara i think she's beautiful i think she's one of the fishiest queens this season i think that beat look at that fucking face and tell me that one more minute legendary i think (laughs) she comes from uh, a prestigious uh pageant past which you know like coco like Alyssa, like kennedy davenport i think she's going to do well okay so show. show that talent on the show um Great. Uh, she can slay a lip sync i think she's beautiful and matt for you to give uh throw shade at me for picking her just makes you a dumb white bitch uh, you are <laughs> the dumbest person i think i've ever met mm-hmm. um and i wear both those things like a badge of honor actually on the, our conversation online about Asia O'Hara and you will feel ashamed no, because I won't. she will be in the top and you will feel so stupid. Her intro um, look was and basic. And if she does go home next week, <laughs> I again reserve the right to say that she was never in my top four. I never said that. <laughs> you can take it back. Recorded. Yeah. Once again, I will deny, 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 yep. and you will never. Um, you'll never hear me say that I am wrong because um, when talking about this show, you can't ever really be wrong because no. what is this show? There are no rules. Anyways, those are my thoughts. <laughs> I love you both. Goodbye. Okay, well, that's our first... Voice mem. Oh, you bitch. Um, and I I think he, he said a lot of groundbreaking things. I don't think Asia belongs in the top four unless she really turns it up. Are you watching this season? Oh, are you kidding? Come on, yeah. Yes. Devoted fan. What about you? Who are your favorites? Uh, I love Monet. Yeah, Monet's um, great. Yeah, Monique Hart. I'm also really into. Killer. Her the Queens was my favorite. Yes, absolutely. The ooh the ah, ah sensation. I just like gagged for her. I was yeah. like adorable, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, yes. and then and then crackers like back and forth with the judges. I was like, we're gonna get professional I, level. I've been following most of them on Instagram for ages anyway. Right. Yes, because that's like half of what I follow on Instagram and drag queens. Yeah, same. But um, I haven't I haven't seen her perform live. And uh, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get some some good stuff out of out of this queen." Oh, so. she's yeah. great life. She's yeah. got some great old great old mixes. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I don't think that he's wrong. That Asia is. I don't think Asia will go home soon. I just don't think she's top four. Sure. Um, well, on that, let's listen to Amy Jo's last number. Yes. Now this is gonna take us out, Amy Jo. Thank you. Thank literally you. so much for being oh, here. A true like dream, delight, pleasure oh. to be here. Well, it's our honor to expose your glorious talent and let everyone know again that Amy Jo Jackson isn't I Want to Be Your Man on April 13th at 9.30pm. This is one night only people at Green Room 42 in New York City. And a, a quick little tip is that tickets are $5 more at the door so book in advance. Book in baby. advance. We always love to see the, the bookings in advance. We all love the bookings Do in advance. Do your friends a favor if you know you're going by a goddamn ticket. <laughs> yeah, yes. buy in advance. We're having a heart attack it's on the day of. It's peace of mind. God damn it. <laughs> Alright, so um, Um, briefly intro this next piece so this next piece uh 
is from a show called The Lion, which played off-Broadway a few years ago. So my friend Ben Scheuer, uh, who I've known, we weren't in college together, but we were both in college in Boston at the same time. So I've known him since I was like 18. Mm-hmm. And I, he's a singer-songwriter and, and has written some musicals, uh, like just a, a regular book musical type thing, as well as like he's played with a band for many years. And I like would run into him in the city a lot. And I ran into him. We were both like rehearsing the same building. He's like, oh, I have this show. Uh, and I missed it in the first go-round, and then it got remounted down um, on Bleecker Street. I was like, oh, I've got to go now that I can see this. And it's um, basically the the overall idea is it's him, like a coming-of-age story, and also grapples a lot with the death of his father at a young age. Mm. But he plays like six different guitars. He's an mm. incredible guitarist. And he writes all these songs. Um, and I, it's the show's like an hour 15, maybe, and I just like felt all the feelings because it's so funny and so beautiful. And then toward the end of the show, you find out like, and this is something I didn't know about him because we weren't close at this point in his life, but like he struggled with cancer for a few years and like it was a really dark time. So this, I mean, I was sitting next to someone who like we had, Known who each other were from like uh, mutual friends, but we hadn't met. We ended up sitting next to one another, the amazing pianist oh. Drew Watke. And we were like, oh my gosh, it's you, blah, blah, blah. So we're sitting there basically just having met, holding hands, weeping the oh whole time gosh. because it was so incredible. So this song, uh, in the context of the show, is his girlfriend. Uh, is, he's telling the story of his girlfriend as though it's his girlfriend's perspective. So it's kind of a gender bent moment because he sang it sure. but it's it's meant to be uh the girlfriend character he talks nice. about you're gen- you're bending the gender bend always well let's listen yes and thank you guys so much for listening this is amy joe jackson enjoy and with of course with henry kapersky sounding lovely as well here we go i'm going to the invisible cities where the pace is different than the one we know I'm bringing only one not-so-big suitcase And I might ask you to send some things I need a little time to explore the world alone Make some friends who've never met you Speak a language you don't know Do some dances unfamiliar And some clothes you'll never see I might lose a little you there But in your place I'll find a bit more me I met a puppy, his name is Arturo And he rests his pointy face on my shoulder When I'm lying in bed Here in an invisible city I met a woman and her name is Nati And she lets me share her bed with her Me and Arturo I need a little time to explore the world alone Eat the food I've never tasted Drink the wine I've never known Feel the kisses of a lover Someone sweet and dark and new I might lose a little me there But in my place I'll find a bit more you And if you ask through all these months of exploration Have you found the thing you're looking for at last? I would explain when I arrive 
in each new city I find again a past of mine I did not know I had And so I'm taking time to explore the world alone Don't expect a lot of phone calls I don't know when I'll come home It could be end of summer But more likely end of fall And maybe then you'll see me For the first time really see me And I'll cease to feel invisible at all. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.